Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and I am joined alongside Anthony. Hello. And Shabazz. Buonasera. How are you guys doing today? All <laughs> smiles <laughs> over here. <laughs> I said it and Anthony's like, you bet. You do, do, do you have a license to say that word? Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you ask permission? Uh, I did. When I was in Italy, I said, how many bonuseros can I get? They're like, when you go back to Canada, you can see as many times as you want. Jack. And I'm like, Fabrizio, what are you doing here? <laughs> was Fabrizio's accent yeah. offensive to you when you watched Titanic? Well, I've only watched it once. And so that's enough for me. That yeah. was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, did you not? I don't even remember his accent. Oh, when you was, said I'm going to America. I'm like, Who's, who are you referring to? Yeah. And you, I'm like, my is, cousin? That, is that my cousin? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you said Titanic and then I thought, oh, well, I only watched it once. Oh, it's a fantastic film. I think I watched it as a kid a few times in theaters too. I think it was, that was my, one of my first two times. Yeah. I remember the you're going. We know why you watched it twice. Is it because of Nudity. Kate Winslet? No, it was so uncomfortable to watch that with, as a child with your with your family there. I'd always have an excuse whenever we were watching it at home, like, "Oops, gotta go to the bathroom." <laughs> well, was that? It? I think that was in our '90s episode we were talking about. We it, did, that, yeah. That you saw so. it. Uh, you saw it a bunch of times, and uh, I think you said the same. You said, the, "Yeah, the like same I would, thing, I would yeah. like, I would like, oh, I'm tired." Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure what that sound was. I was I mean, like, oh, it's popcorn. No, those that's those sex scenes always felt longer. Like it, when he was drawing her, it was like that was like the second VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny though. Like when when we're when you were talking about the second VHS tape, I remember watching Titanic a lot on TV growing up. Oh damn! How many TVs did you need? But, for that but, film? but this is the thing though. Like that the, the thing that always blew me away with that movie is because it's so long. It'd be like oh, it starts at like noon and then it would end at like six o'clock yeah. because of all the commercial breaks and yeah. everything like that. That's true. Remember like, commercial whole breaks? Holy affair! Yeah, I was watching. I forget what show I was. Oh, you know what it was. I came downstairs and my family was watching The Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they were they were just channel surfing. That was one where they just recently had Rudy Giuliani on it. Yeah. So yeah. maybe he could have been one of them. Yeah. Um, Did and they air that episode? I don't think it's aired I yet. I don't know. I, I listen. Uh, that also was a show that feels like it's a fake show because I literally yeah. were, were, was watching it and my my family was just like. What is going on here? It's like the masked singer, but there's a subheading called like the cute, the ugly, and the cuddly or something like that. And that, it's so ridiculous. It's just so over the top. But what I was saying, well, my point was, yes. there are so many commercials for for shows. And I know that we're so spoiled by streaming services and stuff now, but my God, like I was just watching it and I felt like half the show was just commercials and kind of kind of is almost, right? Yeah, That show, you're right. It absolutely feels fake it feels like, fake it right? feels like something you'd see in a movie there's that show and there was this netflix dating show yeah though the the where they all dressed they're like all dressed yeah. up animals yeah. or whatever or, yeah. or creepy things mm -hmm. <laughs> they all they, they literally feel like shows that just are are being parodied yeah it's like an alternate universe yes. show. Yeah. it's it's like yeah. uh it's like in like in grand theft auto it's like they have yes. like the fame or shame i'm like yeah that kind of that seems like more realistic now than it than does that's that's, that's mild now yeah that's, that's like, very mild now like the studio at rockstar is like oh well we were not that far off. Yeah, how do we parody yeah. real life now? You yeah. can't. As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday. And you can watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, join our Discord, and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. You can check out our show notes for all of those links and more. There's also another link I want you guys to check out. Make sure you're following us and subscribing to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash themoviepodcast. Anthony's been doing some great work getting all of our videos and 
episodes and reviews up there, up and running. And we've been seeing a lot of growth on there. So please yeah. join us in that community and join us in the YouTube world as well. If you want to, uh, if you want another way to support us, I have some. My, I have my own metrics that I want to reach before the end of the year. So, yeah. Um, what what, yeah. what are what are some of your goals that you want our show to hit on YouTube? Well, at least I, w- I would love to see. Like we get a lot of subscribers to the podcast. But we don't have a lot through our YouTube channel, so I'm looking to get at least a thousand. A thousand is a good number. Even more because our exclusive content is going to is going to ramp start to like ramp up. So we're going to have a lot of new content. Spoilers! Spoilers! Is it spoiler? No, I'm just kidding. It's not. I'm on your side. Are you on my side? Yeah. I feel like (laughs) she wouldn't be on my side. I'm on your side. It it depends, I guess, what side you're taking. What what side are you on right now? You're the side of the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> um, but which <laughs> so I you two know how, to, I don't know how to answer these things man i'm on your side i don't like the way she's saying it though or <laughs> looking saying it, it the back i'm on your side the side the front side how many sides do you have now? well there's the front side and you get yeah. the back and then you have your side i'm on, do you I'm have his back your, or do you I'm have on his front back like yoda you're just on my you're you're what is it Rakatuni. That's a that's that's a that's a joke that you kids won't understand yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but your your kids will. Kids will love it. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just looking to hit a thousand. If we hit even more, that's amazing. How about two thousand? But um, how about a hundred thousand? I want to hit a million subscribers this year. Like I just want to by see December that grow because yeah. I think that's the last thing we haven't grown in a really long time and. I think the content that we'll put on there will have more videos and yeah. like actual videos of us on there interviewing mm-hmm. people. Um, I think that would be great. I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. So please make sure you're you're uh, following us. You hit that like button and that that notification bell and all those other YouTube jargon. Please do that. YouTube.com slash the movie podcast. You could also go and look at all of our videos through the years and kind of see how we've evolved to who we are you, you right can now. See me when i'm not there and then you can see me when i started yeah and then you can see the decline no it was, it was up, <laughs> uphill it's, it's an uphill incline right yes incline. I'll, yes, I'll yes, yes yes I'll say yes to uh, i just want to shout out a couple of nice comments that we got from some of our lovely lovely listeners uh this one says always feels like i'm eavesdropping on a conversation between some really cool friends. They know ex- they always know exactly what we're looking to hear in terms of history, lore, or predictions, etc. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to if I want to stay updated and impress some cinephiles. Uh, we have another one that came in through our lovely email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from James By The Glass. This is in regards to our Coda review. First time listener, but I'll make it a habit. Clearly, you are versed and knowledgeable about movies, but also come at it from an open love of the medium. It was like a conversation in a pub with show, uh, sorry, with show business friends. I'll be listening, but I can. Um, I'll be listening if I can, but also would put. Uh, we'll put a deserved five star rating. I'm <laughs> I'm struggling on this Man, one. You learned <laughs> in English too. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll be listening. If I can, but also we'll put a deserved five-star rating on Apple. Glad to have found your program. You're reading like Dr. Seuss for a little while. There. I was. You know what it was? I was. <laughs> <The cat in laughs> <the hat. laughs> uh, I I removed punctuation when I copied and pasted this in. <laughs> You're like I don't need. So these. I'm like I don't know where I don't know where the breaks are. James by the glass is breaking through the glass. Yeah, yeah. he's breaking through the glass. Like he's, he's like, like that five-star review is now with two-star review. He's he's slamming onto that glass like he's Batman. Like, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> Why did you remove my uh, punctuation? So please, if you like what we're doing on the show, I promise i will read it better next time <laughs> uh, drop us a five-star review on apple podcast spotify wherever you're listening to or don't forget you could email us at hello at the that was really sweet of you, 
people. Though. Very sweet. I really them. appreciate it. We also we've also had some great emails from other people too, and uh, a lot of great suggestions that were thrown. Great out. Great suggestions. So, yep. A lot of a lot of uh, great comments and great feedback feedback that we're hopefully going to implement in the very near future. We've been seeing a lot of uh, comments on YouTube as well so thank you to our youtube commenters yeah, yeah. some of them are interesting i don't know how to answer but um youtube uh, comments it's is good usually to, like, like a dark pit though yeah, yeah youtube like, comments are fun it's man. like a interesting realm of people you know it, it's fun because like we're, we're always open to listening to feedback and to, to criticism and to comments and suggestions uh, but sometimes you know you'll get those comments that are not any of those things and it's just either being vile or being dumb and you know that's just kind of that comes with the gig you know so we kind of see those things and one in one ear and out the other yeah nothing made me nothing made me happier than when we pushed out our dune review yeah and we all said to go watch the movie because we really liked it but the comments tore us apart because we didn't read the book yeah or they would be like i gotta fucking read every book now before i watch a movie yeah they're like uh (laughs) we're like yeah i really love dune kill him kill him right now oh i thought dune was a great film well you didn't appreciate it as much as i haven't appreciated it yet because i haven't seen it yeah dude shut the fuck up okay oh wow okay that was me to talking to to daniel actually Uh, (laughs) not even about the comment uh some quick announcements some need to knows we have some really cool interviews uh coming in the very near future so i'm not saying who they are yet so we're going to keep player cards close to our chest for now but when they do get announced, make sure you're following us on all of our socials so you can see who we are going to be talking to. Look forward to that. Um, some new episodes out that you could listening uh, you could listen to right now: Deep Water, X, Turning Red, The Batman. We also have our spoil our spoiler discussion for The Batman out right now, and our interview with Mike Marino, who's a prosthetic makeup designer on the film. Go check that out. Also, please go listen to our interview with Domi Shi, uh, Lindsay Collins, and Maitri Ramakrishnan. We have a great discussion with them about Turning Red, uh, which is uh, which is a great film you can watch now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, today, our topic of the show is all about our Oscar predictions. But until then, let's get into the news. Do-do-do-do-do. That was good. That was really. Good. That oh. was really good. I always like hold my breath a little bit after, just to kind of like savor it, just to get to give it that like just like that that sound for it to breathe in yeah, the room, you know. Yeah. Let's talk about some uh, some Netflix news. Netflix will prompt subscribers to pay uh, for outside use of their of their households in new tests to address unauthorized password sharing. This is coming from Todd Spangler of Variety. Netflix will soon launch a test letting primary account holders pay an additional fee for users outside of their households. A new attempt by the company to address uh, to address illicit password sharing. According to the Netflix Terms of Service, a customer's account may not be shared with individuals beyond your household. After years of turning a blind eye to password sharing behavior that falls outside that requirement, the company last year ran a limited test prompting users to enter their account credentials as a way to nudge freeloaders into paying for their own accounts. I remember we spoke about this last year on the show. Now, in an upcoming test launching in three countries, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, Netflix will let members who share their accounts with people outside of their households do so easily and securely while also paying a bit more. According to uh, Chengi Long, Director of Product Innovation at Netflix, the new options will roll out in the next few weeks in the three countries and may or may not expand beyond those markets. Netflix ended 2021 with 221.8 million total paying subscribers worldwide. 
Of those, 75.2 million, 34% of the total, were in US and Canada. Now, you may be wondering what is this amount uh, extra you'll be paying? That was released as well, too. Uh, it works out to around three to four US dollars extra. Now, uh, Shay, I'm going to get you to open us up here. What do you think of Netflix kind of returning to this idea of password sharing? What do you think this is going to do to their business? You know, it, it's interesting because every time Netflix raises its price, there's always that, you know, that joke that starts on Twitter like, oh, I'm getting closer and closer to canceling Netflix. Um, I think this is kind of like that 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 cherry on top. You know, it, it, it's been well known that people, yes, pass cherry on top of of just bad press for Netflix. Oh, got you. OK, I, was, I thought yeah. it was going to be like the straw that. Like well, the yeah, the straw, straw that broke the camel's back. The How does a straw break a camel's back? I don't well, it's, it's, not, it's not a real straw. No. It's like a, like a straw of, I guess, hay. Yeah. Like there's so much on their back already oh, that that was the one that... Yeah. Okay. Not like a yeah. drinking straw. That's, no. what, that's right. <laughs> the, they took I all the plastic straws. I knew it wasn't that straw. Oh, okay, good. Anyways, now, now my thoughts are ruined because <laughs> Anthony wanted an analogy explanation. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because we're already paying so much money for 4k for netflix and the ability to watch i think four people at one time that now an added tax it's just it's just continuous added tax to a service right now that is relying primarily on original content netflix used to be that the blockbuster you'd go there on you know to stream movies that you remember watching or you have seen before or that are coming out new to theaters and then straight to netflix now it's all original content and Netflix has a lot of original content, but not a lot of it is gold or a lot of it is something that you need to keep a subscription for. So I'm really curious how people are going to react to this because I think it's going to drive people further away from the company mm-hmm. than it is closer to the company. So you, you mentioned two big things there. The, the one, the last point we'll, we're going to touch on, uh, but the fact that we have to pay a higher price to, ha- to stream in a higher quality mm-hmm. is a very strange thing when no other streaming service like makes you do that right right disney plus doesn't make you do that prime video doesn't make you do that um youtube doesn't even make you do that because you could like you could easily see uh youtube being like well that's something if you're part of youtube red or yeah you know what i mean it's just like this is the high quality is there because that's what's on the service right so it's strange that we already have to as as most people have 4k tvs now i would say would want to stream in the highest quality possible they can have to pay extra for that. Yeah. Um, the last thing you said that driving people away from Netflix. Netflix is no longer the you know the big kid on the playground anymore. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They have they don't have the monopoly anymore. They don't. They have they have the obviously they have the biggest uh, subscribers worldwide. But you know Disney Plus is at 150, 160 million. You and they're also opening up to having a lot more adult content on the mm-hmm. platform. There is a lot of areas where different subscribers are going to be able to jump in here now and take advantage of this. Anthony, where are you at with this? You know, at one point, Netflix was very innovative with what they were doing with their platform, but now it just seems like every single thing they want to add to it is some sort of money grab. Um, Like, looking at the different services out there, a lot of these services include multiple accounts. Mm -hmm. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. You can be part of you can have one home here maybe a cottage and and go and not have issues or maybe you are sharing it with a friend who maybe can't afford it or something like that or maybe you're just bundling together i think at this point instead of charging people uh more money it might make sense to include three three 
households households yeah i was gonna say two households do you think think we'll see uh like a family account come out soon like do you think netflix will introduce that option at a higher tier price oh god i don't think like you're already paying we're already paying in Canada, like what, 24? $24? dollars. I just got yeah. I just got charged for it. It's twenty. Yeah. It's like it's like twenty three and change. Yeah, that's wild. So I think Miss Miss Long might have to think of another innovative way of you know charging their their customer base because the more people who are charged, and it's strange that they chose Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru because it doesn't seem like they they're they're such a heavy usage of of netflix maybe i yeah. don't know i don't live there but I'm well, we don't we don't have like the I, data but like yeah you would think it would be something like north Europe, america they would or or Europe, Europe, yeah. Yeah. yeah um but i think including different households maybe two households would be beneficial i think that's the most people will do and anything past that then there will be an overage charge um but yeah at this point you're pushing your customer base to a point where they're either going to continue to pay or switch over to another service. And like Apple and Prime and Paramount Plus and HBO Max are all looking for new subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their content at times can be better. They're making like, it easier to also subscribe yeah. to them too. They're they're throwing enough incentives out there. I think the problem with Netflix right now is they're just setting up so many different paywalls that by the time you get to the content you want, you're watching it and you're like, yeah, this was great. But like, I can't think of a lot of Netflix content right now, especially original content that I feel like stands the test of time. There are I feel se- like a lot of this yeah. stuff is is really in the moment popular. And then after that, it, it goes, goes away. away. Yeah. yeah and, and I think that's just the, the problem with having the, the mass amount of original content being pumped out, right? You have a movie like The Adam Project that came out that we liked, you know, kind of had its minute and then it's gone. As a lot of movies do, but I feel like even just comparing to something theatrical, like you could have like the, an amazing Netflix film where I look at Stranger Things season three, which we like. Bird Box. Bird Box. But like no one really, like it, like that conversation doesn't continue as much with it because it's kind of on to the next thing, mm-hmm. right? And Netflix as well, we're in a spot where, you know, there's just so much coming out that you're not really staying on top of it. Where if you do look at other streamers, yeah, it's a bit more limited to the original content. But at least the original content that they have coming feels a little bit more, uh, I guess, known and or I guess looked forward to, right? And Netflix really like marketed markets its content to like I just from seeing like social media, a lot of like younger people watch their content. Like it's not like something my parents would would gravitate to because they only have Netflix because I have Netflix. They they would have never signed mm-hmm. up to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And now with like inflation going up and so many things costing so much more, like Netflix used to be good bang for your buck, but now it's becoming, you know, let's it's steal the bang buck. of your buck. Let's, yeah. let's steal the buck because yeah. let's see how much we can put whatever the market can bear. And that's essentially what they're doing. They're, right. they're saying, well, we'll put it out there. We'll test it. Okay. Let's see if it works here. They no one complain. Let's yeah. keep, keep going. But yeah, this is the point where you're you're gonna get your customers resenting your service because you're just grabbing as much right. money as possible. When you have services like Disney Plus, where you pay for a year, you can have everything is in 4K HD. You have all their Disney content plus Disney Plus uh, original content, as well as all their TV and movies from all their other uh, uh, purchases from right. from their catalog. And you're still paying, and their 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 numbers have grown in such a short time. Netflix 
yes, they are the highest, the biggest streaming service. But it took them how many years to get there? Like a long 13 time, yeah. years, 14 years? Yep. Disney took like three. Yeah. And we're and, and that's yeah. They, they and it has its name as well, that. but yeah. still, like it's still it still crushed it. Yeah. yeah. And we and we know like we know what the future holds with, with a platform like Disney Plus because we're getting the promise of all future Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar. Every other Disney film will be coming to this platform. We also know that they're going to be making content for this platform. So we're going to be seeing shows like Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, everything. These are being made for this platform. These are shows that people are wanting to see, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just like we know what to expect. Where Netflix, we know they have their platform, their 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 franchises. But look at something like Stranger Things, where it's been almost four years in between seasons, right? Where and there's a bunch of other shows, but. a lot of times people just kind of gravitate to what they normally like to watch and they'll put on the office seinfeld whatever one thing they they might have to do or might th- they think of is because a lot of the uh, all these other services they all have other revenue coming from other sources exactly mm-hmm. so netflix might have to think of another revenue disney has you know they're <laughs> everything everything parks attraction so like, everything maybe netflix might have merchandise to, a netflix theme park is that what you're saying <laughs> Why not ride the Love Is Blind uh, roller coaster? Sure, you just can't see the person beside you, but you have to figure <laughs> out if they love roller coasters or not. You know, if you're gonna create this brand and you want, and people really care about it, I think if you, for instance, do a Squid Game part of a theme park, oh, or oh god, like that, like, <laughs> yeah. But you know, like or Stranger Things, like where you but, enter but, that. But Stranger is that? World. But is, I think Stranger Things, and we have seen Stranger Things at uh, Universal, right? Mm. We saw Universal their their Halloween thing yeah, was, yeah, Halloween was themed as Stranger did. Things, but are the Netflix I guess um, franchises like Squid Game for example one season? Yes, it was a phenomenon, but is that going to be like lasting enough for a whole built in attraction like Harry Potter World, or is it more something that they could do like oh there's a pop up at the attraction this year and we make it Squid Game themed? I, I, but I, but I is can, that even enough money that won't really generate see, I, I revenue can see for them? Netflix getting into more. Technology, and I think we discussed this before, but I, I still stand by it. I see them if they were to get into any other side project, it would be technology. Well, we know they do games now right, too, right? But like now, something that could be almost like a like a set top box, even maybe, or just something along those lines that kind of like that that breaks the medium, or maybe probably even not. But like that just, is the area I see them going into versus they got into a theme park, but, video but, games, but uh, right? They where well, they do video games, do they? Yeah, they have video games. They don't on market their, their video games. No, they, it's no. it's it's something that they're. I think they're going to start building up towards more. I think that will make sense for them at proper video games. I don't. I don't see Netflix doing a, a digital top box or whatever because I'm like they're just they're on every single one already. No, I know. So, I so know. I'm just trying to think what would the benefit of them and, having and their the own? Be? It, they would do something that is. Oh, we didn't even think of that. Like, yeah. Oh, that okay. Well, sure. Yeah. It has to be movie experience. So something with. You think like they'll get into VR? VR, like where sure. you did you put on your Netflix box? <laughs> Head next, box? Next box. Next box. Whatever it is, and then you put this next this box. Netflix red helmet on your head. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a movie. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's something that I can kind of see them go yeah. down into. And we've uh, we seen them technology. do like with banner snatch as well, too, right? Yes. Where and it's like say, well, choose your own adventure. We need to charge you more because we can't we have to get <laughs> We're, we're finding this VR helmet. We Why? To, <laughs> you know, all these, you know, movie stars, millions of dollars. So we can yeah. get this yeah. mediocre show or yeah, me- more mediocre movie out. Yeah, and we know Netflix has a lot of big movies coming out this year, but we're you know we're we're waiting for them. We're waiting for those to come out. Uh, last comment I want to ask you guys with this ads on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see? Do you see Netflix? We I mentioned earlier introducing a family membership. Mm-hmm. 
do you see them ever introducing a tier with ads that will bring down the costs? But you have pre-rolls and you have mid-rolls. I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't see them doing it, but I feel like I'm also horribly wrong. I feel like that'd be a great source of revenue for them because there are people out there who are totally okay with just having a a lower tier ad based account. And a lot of the streaming services do it too. And not only will they be getting money from the subscriber, but the ads will also be giving them money too. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I mean, I know crave here in Canada has an account or a tier, sorry, that's nine ninety nine, and it's mobile only. And I think that one is the great, like that one is wild to, for people to only pay 10 bucks just to watch on the phone. Yeah. Or an that's iPad. A, or an iPad. Or yeah. an iPad. Yeah. Like yeah. that to me is crazy paying yeah. $10 a month. It reminded me of like when Apple announced the, uh, oh, it's uh, the you Siri, Siri only, only Apple you music. Airplay? I no, don't think you can. You can. I don't it think it can. literally says you can't remote it yeah. to another device. Yeah. So, I, I believe it's possible for Netflix to go down that road. I think if anything, they'll maybe they'll have more you know success going down that road. But I don't know. like I think that's a smart decision, especially because yeah. a lot of people are coming to a, a conclusion that I can't afford this and this, so maybe I can pay for a cheaper right. version of Netflix, which is six ninety nine. But with ads, do you ever like, see? Do you ever see not? Netflix going down the route of, uh, you know, I probably not because like they would want them to be on their in their in their network. Do you ever see Netflix movies going to different platforms in the sense of them licensing out Netflix original content? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that would like in their eyes that would hurt their their brand because yeah. they want people to be part of that right. world, not yeah. someone else's. Cool. Well, I, I was just curious because, like, we we like we see theatrical films making yeah. those deals. So I'm just curious if we would ever see Netflix go down that route, which wouldn't make too much sense to do so. But again, crazier things have happened. Uh, next news story: Jane Campion apologizes for thoughtless Serena and Venus William comment. I celebrate you. This is coming from Zach Sharf of Variety. Jane Campion is apologizing for a controversial comment she made about Serena and Venus Williams while accepting the Best Director Prize at the 2022 Critics' Choice Awards. Campion took a moment during her speech to salute her fellow, fellow, fellow nominees, or the guys, as she calls them. Campion was the only female nominee the best in the Best Director category. Campion said, Venus and Serena, you're such marvels. Campion added, however... You don't play against the guys like I do. The filmmaker said in a statement, I made a thoughtless comment equating what I do in the film world with all that Serena Williams and Venus Williams have achieved. I did not intend to devalue these two legendary black women and world-class athletes. Campion continued, The fact is, the Williams sisters have actually squared off against men on the court and off, and they have both raised the bar and opened doors for what is possible for women in this world. The last thing I would ever want to do is minimize remarkable women. I love Serena and Venus. Their accomplishments are titanic and inspiring. Serena and Venus, I apologize and completely celebrate you. So this, of course, garnered a lot of controversy last week. Got a lot of memes out of Serena and Venus's uh, reactions to this. And this joke kind of went over like a lead balloon in the audience because people were just doing like that awkward laugh like, oh, okay. What the hell did you say? Uh, Anthony, thoughts on her apology and thoughts on her comment, which was... Well, her comment was... Ridiculous. Like... Absolute garbage. Yeah, it was garbage. It was... 
like poor choice of words. I don't know why she she went. Like it would have made more sense to go against her the the, the men directors in her category, right? <laughs> you would think like so. she 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 clearly looked at Venus and Serena and like made a point that to belittle them. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, I just don't understand why you're you're saying these things right now. Why just accept your award, say thank you everyone, and then like and just move go on. Go away, Joe Pesci. It like thank you very much, Sonata, and then get get mm. off stage. Like yeah, it's. And I find her apology, I find her apology pretty, like, weak. And, like, just, it just felt like she was forced to apologize. I think if the world didn't get to the point of where they were, like, really looking at her differently, she right. would have not apologized. I think she meant what she said, and she was very concise when she said it. She knew what she was saying, because she, she didn't stumble. She didn't say she... she she was like almost like she was on a power trip up there. Like, let me bring down these two, even though these two are Wimbledon champions. Like, they're they're the world's greatest tennis stars ever in in the in women's tennis and yeah. even in all of tennis and all of sports. And really, you oh, were right? just shitting on them because you had to fight off against men, and, and I get that. But like, don't shit on other people. Don't yeah. shit on Make, other women. Yeah, don't shit then, on other women. Don't bring down two black women who you have no idea what it took for them to get to where they are yeah. you know what i mean and you're and you're coming at attacking them there's no there was no other purpose in her speech other than to bring other two people down and to compare themselves compare herself to them and say i'm better than you exactly. at the end of the day it that was, is what her her comment said is i'm better it than it almost you. was like this competition between her and Sari- like the way she positioned it it was yeah. almost like she was saying look at what i can do yeah and what you can't do exactly it's like you can't win all the awards tennis wise and film wise i'm gonna win like you know what i'm saying like it yeah. just felt weird and it, it just felt, felt very weird did something happen on the way in like did she i don't bu- know brush up against them and then they said oh watch out jane and she's like oh fuck you i'm gonna stay coming up there um what i don't know accent that was yeah. by the way. <laughs> was that new zealand uh, that, was, that was my jane campion okay uh, uh shay where are you with this it's 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 disgusting i when she said it i was like what is the point of this like i was I, I couldn't understand why she had to come after them or why come after anybody. Why not just be grateful for winning an award um, instead of talking about how difficult of a process it, a process has, it's been. It, there's, there's times to have those kind of conversations, but right now, be grateful. It, talk about the film that you made. You made a film that is also, in, in a way, about overcoming things. You have, you have a gay cowboy film about a film from, like, technically it's taking place in the 1800s, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Talk about that difficulty that you have, you know, like, but why bring up Venus and Serena? Like, they're out there just, like, sitting there going, who the fuck is this old white lady? Yeah, like, literally, because it was so, like, you understand, like, like, Black Lives Matter changed a lot of things. Yeah, It's like she was living under the rock, and when she, like, targeted them, it just made her into, like, this racist person. Yeah, Yeah. like, she could have literally just said... Venus and Serena, your marvels. Yeah, and then ended. Gone. But but I compete against the men. Like yeah. sh- fuck you. Yeah, it, it, uh, ridiculous. <laughs> Venus that and Serena, was so stupid. Venus and Serena did not only compete against men; they competed against the world. They competed mm. against their own color. Like that's like they had to go through so much. You can never compare yourself to them, Jane Campion. You've already won an Oscar. So why the fuck are you up there still fighting? Is she no. for the piano. Did she win for piano? 
Well, then the movie won best the, picture. The one movie won best picture. I don't know if the movie won best picture. All right, well, I mean, it did get. We, some, we know it was at least nominated. nominated. It was, yeah, it was nominated. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Anna Paquin walked away yeah. with the award. And and also like Power of the Dog's been winning a bunch of awards, so you're fine. Like you like you. Why are you doing this here? You know what I mean. And but I wonder again. We're gonna when we're gonna get to our Oscar predictions later. Yeah. Is this going to come back to bite her next week? Because the Oscar nominations opened up after this speech happened this like i think is this going to screw her over i don't know i don't know if it might like the way she presented herself was like she never won anything in her life and and it, and it like it was a struggle and but she she didn't really voice it in that way um and i think she came off really really horrible horrible yeah, and so i awful. think that might affect her oscar nominee like people might look at it because now Oscars are pretty diverse. They're not as diverse as we want them to be, but there's more yeah there's representation more and diversity than we've ever that, seen in that group. So that might come back and bite her in the and, white butt. Oh. <laughs> and you know, like I the white butt. I, I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully here, but as much as I obviously I hated Jane Campion's comments and whatever her thoughts were, but like I I, I still hope that the Academy would look at the films and try to, to forget about that comment even even still I and, and I know that I that can be very picky to say not that I'm looking for power of the dog to win because that's not the film that I'm I'm, I'm going for but just still view the film because I don't want them to then give an award to another movie because they were like oh we would have given it to power of the dog but now we're upset well I give it based on the on the content and the quality right. of the film I 100% agree with you but the Oscars are not known for doing that nope, so I'm I, not holding I, I agree any, uh, I, I absolutely agree because you, you know we look at like, obviously with James Franco and what happened yep. with like different scenario for sure but the fact that he wasn't nominated after all he was winning the awards and yeah. the the sexual allegations came out so we know that also just in the past with the way they award people uh legacy awards where they should have won for the movies that they were nom nominated for before yep. where we're going to see them win now so we'll see it's going to be a really interesting oscars yeah. year so she she did win for the piano because she was a, she was a writer for the film so she won oh. best writing nice That's so she has an oscar already so move on you know yeah i guess like she at that point be. like when you have like a twenty-year-old Oscar, you want a new one. Yeah, she was thirty-year-old, I guess technically, right? 30. Oh yeah, thirty-year-old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, my math is it's wrong. Okay. No, it's okay. I would have said twenty as well. I would have said twenty. Last news story this week: same-sex kiss restored in Pixar's Lightyear following staff uproar over "Don't Say Gay" bill. This is coming from Adam B. Very of Variety. On March 9th, LGBTQ uh, employees and allies at Pixar Animation Studios sent a joint statement to the Walt Disney Company leadership claiming that Disney executives had actively censored overtly gay affection in its feature films. The stunning allegation made as part, made as part of a larger protest over the company's lack of public response to Florida's, Florida's Don't Say Gay bill did not include, um, sorry, did not include which Pixar films had weathered the censorship nor which specific creative decisions were cut or altered. According to a source close to the production, Pixar's next feature film, Lightyear, starring Chris Evans as the uh, real-life inspiration for the Toy Story character Buzz Lightyear, does feature a significant female character, Hawthorne, voiced by Uzo uh, Aduba, who is in a meaningful relationship with another woman. While the fact of the relationship was never in question at the studio, a kiss between the characters had been cut from the film. 
following the uproar surrounding Pixar employees' statement and Disney CEO Bob Chappick's handling of the Don't Say Gay bill. However, the kiss was reinstated into the film movie last week. The decision marks a possible major turning point for the LGBTQ representation, not just in Pixar films, but in feature animation in general, which has remained steadfastly circumpent, sorry, circum, circumcept. circumcept about depicting same-sex affection in any meaningful lights. Um, so there was a lot going on with Disney in the last couple of weeks with this Flora bill and all of that. What a there's, wild bill. What a just... There's things that get a, there's some bills that get passed and introduced that you really wonder. I'm like, what year are we living in? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's like some Florida? things. You know, Florida is like literally like like its own planet. It's I like think. its own planet. It's wild. I saw there's I saw a post on Reddit this week where there was a store having like a that there was a discount for uh for teachers to buy flame flower yes, yes. and they're like, can you guess what state I'm in? And I'm like, and you guys ever, like, you guys ever played the uh, Florida Man game? Oh yeah, when you type in your name and, yeah, and you say Florida, no, man? you just type in your birthday. Birthday, that's it. Birthday, yeah. I oh. looked up you guys. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never. I think I mine. Played that. I think mine was like an alligator killed somebody. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yours was interesting too. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting really? world. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Is it a serial killer? Let's just say, I think it's you. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, we'll, we'll get to it later. Um, but yeah, it's just at the end of the day, when it comes to you supporting your creators. Support your creator's vision. Don't censor their vision. Let them tell the stories that they want to tell. Mm -hmm. Because when you censor that, people are just going to find other places to tell their stories and go to companies and studios that will hopefully let them do that without any barriers. We're in, it's the year 2022. Like what more, what more like, or what, le how less can you ask of somebody? Like this is like the bare minimum of what we could do to support people in the mm -hmm. world you know what i mean which is just wild i me. think he thought he might have come come across it as like a money thing too it's like if i introduce you know who i'm gonna get a lot of backlash right for a same same sex kiss in an animated feature like that's not disney you know like i think there's a lot of um what are they the, the shareholders? shareholder shareholders as well as people who sure we're very conservative and they don't want to have their kids see that. So right. that's another, probably another lane that he was kind of looking at, but I don't, I think, you know, again, this is another situation where you, you come out apologizing, but again, it's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. You're, you know, you're only apologizing because you've been put on the hot seat. You, right? you didn't think before you said anything or did anything. You didn't think like, let me really, make my decision and see if this is the right thing to do. Like mm -hmm. he didn't connect with those, those, those groups in his, in his studio. Mm -hmm. He didn't ask, you know, what do you think? Like you're making this decision. We know Chappick is not the greatest. He's like, not since, been killing it. Since getting into Disney, he's not been killing it. We, yeah. We, we saw that article today yeah. coming out and, and it's funny too. Cause I mean, like we're also, um, you're following somebody like Bob Iger. Oh, sorry. The CNBC article that we were, t we were talking about. Um, you're following Bob Iger who had, you never really heard anything bad about him in the Hollywood no. world. Actors loved working with him. Studios loved working with him. Um, he acquired Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, Fox. Like he is going to go down in history as probably one of the most influential, influential and most like successful CEO. CEOs 
and not just Disney, but in history. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also have somebody who's following that up with a very kind of radical, different approach to it's things. It's like another Michael Eisner kind of thing, right? Exactly. Like it, it really feels like history is repeating itself. Now, while Michael Eisner, um, you know, really was around for that that Disney renaissance, there's still a lot of missteps that he took. It feels like Chapek right now is coasting off the successes of Bob Iger. Of what was put in place before. Exactly. But everything that he is trying to do or anything that his hands are touching are not turning to gold. Right. So, yeah, we shall see. And we'll obviously keep close eye on this. And hopefully going forward, um, it's only going to be hopefully easier for studios and for Pixar and for other um, companies within Disney to tell the stories that they want to tell without the censorship of appeasing a board or a CEO or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some quick updates before we move on with the rest of the show today. Christopher Lloyd joins the Mandalorian season three, uh, true detective season four in the works at HBO with Barry Jenkins. Scream six will release on March 31st, 2023. So not too long of a wait for that, yeah. which we were kind of predicting, right? Well, I year. was predicting you guys yeah. were like, no, it's going to be later. I'm like, right, I don't we'll know. Man. I think we were I saying said yeah. March. 31st, I think we, I think we said huh? January, February. I said January. I said, the exact you said, you said, you think it's going to be that soon. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think we'll have to go back to the tapes. I feel like we'll I said March. I'm pretty like sure Shay said 2033. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like something Shay would that's say. That's something that I would say. Yeah, you would say that. Yeah. Euphoria's Sydney oh my God, Sweeney. Take that long to make a movie. <laughs> uh, to co-star opposite Dakota Johnson in Sony's Marvel pick, Madam Web. Uh, any predictions on who she's playing? Uh, I can see her playing like a like a Felicia Hardy or uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, maybe even. I don't know. I don't know what this. Like, I don't know what. I, 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 I don't know. I, like <laughs> so I don't weird. know what the movie is going to be about. Yeah. Like those characters. Yes, they're in the Sp- Spider Man world, but they don't relate to Madame Web. She'll be playing student number one for all we know. It's but I, I, like Sydney Sweeney is not the most like powerful actress yet. Like she's not there yet. She's a good actress though. She's, she's getting uh, she's, there. She's up and coming. So I don't know if this is going to be a big role or a smaller role or. But I think I think she's getting big enough now. Like uh, her success off of White Lotus and Euphoria have are really propelling her. But is she a movie star yet? Yeah, that's uh, well, what we'll, I'm we'll saying. We're about like, to find out. Yeah. She's a social media star because social media li- loves her. And yeah, her portrayal and a lot of you know. But she also is a good actress, though. She is a good actress. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She, so she's she's, she's she making the getting... jump now, like Zendaya did, right? She because Zendaya went from shows and then went to the movie world and is now doing if well I was in the movie world. Comparing the two, Zendaya yeah. is like a friggin' like she's. God. Oh, you know, I'm saying she's of, going the Zendaya <laughs> path in terms of yes. going from TV shows and then now going to film, films. Film. Yes. To a Spider-Man film, too. Wow. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, acting. Oh, yeah. Acting. Oh, yeah. Zendaya is just uh, extremely gifted. Yes. Just, I, it's, it's unreal how good of an actress she is. And she's she's starring with... Uh, Dakota with Johnson? Dakota Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And some other people. Probably. Oh, yeah. Ty West and Mia Goth already filmed secret prequel to A24 Slasher X, which Anthony and I really love. You can check out a review of it now. Um, and we got some sad news last week with the passing of William Hertz. Yeah. Um, we also had the um, a bunch of news stories art- articles come out as well, too, from things that have happened in the past with his sexual assault allegations as well, too. So obviously we want to be mindful of that whenever we're discussing him. Obviously an incredible talent to the world, but mm-hmm. clearly not someone who is... Um, uh, without without his faults and mm. crimes too right so mm-hmm. moving on box office we had a, a bunch of box office updates this week shade do you want to share some of the highlights oh i can definitely share some of the highlights 
Um, I feel like I was going to do like a sports and answer thing, but I don't have it in me. Um, <laughs> so right now, the box office, the Batman is topping everything with $36 million. Hell yeah. Uh, it has become the, only the second film since 2019 to cross $300 million domestic. It's the third best third weekend for a WB film, and it's WB's 14th film to cross $300 million domestically. The film is three, $31 million away from topping Batman vs. Superman and $35 million away from topping Joker and Aquaman. Man, of course, this is all this is coming right now from Eric Davis of Fandango. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home still going strong. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's available at home now, but the film grossed around 3.2 million this weekend and it's close to 800 million right now. It's about 3 million away from 800 million, which would make it basically the third uh, film to ever cross that domestically. Unreal. Next to Endgame and Force <laughs> Awakens. Uh, and then Tom Holland's No Way Home, uh, sorry, Tom Holland's Uncharted is now at 125 million, and that's his highest grossing film that isn't MCU, and it's higher than Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, Free Guy, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Jungle Cruise from last year. And this is all domestically too, right? All domestically. Crazy. So yeah, some some interesting news happening at the box office. But let's get to some trailer. Trailer. Trailers. We got a bunch of trailers this week. Uh, we're going to go through the list, and then we can talk about the ones that we want to kind of stop on. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, we got another trailer for, which I feel like we've been getting nonstop. True, the final trailer, I guess. I would hope so, because it's coming out in like three <laughs> weeks. Um, we got our first look at Miss Marvel, which... Uh, Let's. Uh, I guess. Do you want to stop and talk about this one, or talk should about we? It. Yeah. yeah, looks awesome. Very cool. Looks really fun. Looks very kid, young, adult focused, which is nice. Um, I think what Marvel does so well is oh, kind of tailor their heroes and shows now into specific different genres now, which is cool to see. And I think Amon Vellani is looking like she's doing a great job as yeah. as. Um, I dug the music. Kamal I dug the so, style. Yeah, I mean, hearing blinding lights is super cool, and seeing the animated effects were really wicked as yeah. also yeah it looks fun yeah i enjoyed it cool there's not much to say until i watch it yeah so uh, the trailer was good june yeah. 8th so we don't have to wait too long to watch it uh, we got a look at memory train which is a liam neeson guy pierce film puss in boots the last wish you guys uh you guys like this trailer yeah, yeah. Cute. i was fun. like i i didn't expect to think anything of it but um it's a very interesting storyline. I I really dug that they that they chose this path, like it's the really nine cool. lives. The he nine only lives, has one yeah. life left because he yeah. he's died so many times. Because it's it, it, it's it's cute enough to be like it it almost and stick with me here that that way of telling a story is almost so Disney Pixar because t- typically DreamWorks animated films they kind of go down the most you know low hanging fruit path like puss has got to save somebody yeah that's the story this is like oh you're taking something of a concept that we understand yeah. cats have nine lives and actually and kind of right giving it a little bit more of an existential look at it and I, I was like oh that's really smart that's that's funny i like the idea uh we have a trailer for watcher which was a sundance film uh the pennant sorry the penitaverte this is the, oh, this is the, the Mike Myers Netflix show where he's playing a bunch of different characters in it. Interesting. Mike Myers has had such an interesting career in the last 10 years. Yeah. He shows up in most random things. Uh, Tokyo Vice. This is uh, Ansel Elgort and Ken Watanabe. Uh, it's going to be an HBO Max original show. It looks pretty cool. Directed by? Michael Mann. Or Destin uh, Daniel Cretton, who did Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, remember the movie Rising Sun with Wesley Snipes and yeah. Sean Connery? There's also the other one uh, with... Andy Garcia and Michael Douglas. Any like crime story that takes place in Japan, I'm down for. Yeah. Is it does it take place in the nineties? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I didn't get that vibe. I didn't get that vibe either. I think it feels like something 
modern times. Yeah. Oh. First shot of the trailer is just them on a cell phone. Okay, it's modern. It just there looks you. very Michael Mann. I know he's it does produ- that, that's why, producing that, That's it. why I was thinking because like Tokyo in the 90s, I mean, that would be, that'd be very yeah, cool yeah, to yeah, see. Very like Miami Vice and Tokyo Vice. Uh, we Own the City, John Bernthal. This is an HBO uh, original series about some crooked cops in Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, looks interesting. Looks Again, anything with John Bernthal, I'm in. Uh, we got a new look or I guess our first look at Barry season three. Yeah, which is coming out next month pretty as well. Pretty quick trailer. Pretty quick trailer. It certainly teases all around. Because remember season two, how it ended, and you know, almost like the cat's out of the bag. But is it? We don't but know. Is it though? Um, I love Barry. I think his, I think it's his show. balance between comedy and like serious, like darkness, and as well as action. Probably the best TV series I or pe- best TV episode I've ever watched was that yeah. episode with season two. Season two where Barry has that interaction with the, the karate, karate guy family oh my daughter. gosh yes yeah. the karate family what a, what a, what a like, brilliant episode unexpected super spontaneous really really good so we won't have too long to wait for that so we have about a month away to watch that uh we had a look at a hulu original series sorry a hulu original series yeah so, uh, in my in my <laughs> head like, i said uh like a like a true crime series oh. like, oh, no. uh candy was starring jessica biel right uh and we, uh, on the video game side we got our really long look at hogwarts legacy which looks like the dream harry potter game that, like that we've ever wanted to see yeah right? looks really really cool yeah i really dug that trailer it felt epic it felt like this is one if i you know imagine playing a Harry Potter game, that's how I imagine it would yeah, look like. Yeah, it looks like a lot of love and yeah. care was put into it by Avalanche. So uh, yeah, And Portkey Games. Portkey Games, so you fingers crossed. You can Avacadavra people. You can, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Avacadavra? <laughs> Whatever. Avacadavra? Avacadavra. Avacadavra. Oh, and he's dead. Dude, yeah, he's dead. I would Avada Kedavra you. Dude, I'm going to use my mic right now as a wand to Avada like, you. Day one school. Hey, Shay. Hey, yeah. Anthony. We're meeting, we're meeting online. Patoom. That's, that's the sound, eh? <laughs> you're going to miss. <laughs> yeah? You're going to miss. I'm the, I went in the future and I hit you from behind as well. Oh, uh, you got all my sides. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I'd be like whispering in both of yours, just like talking shit about the other person. Like, yeah, Shay yeah. thinks you can do it. And then I'd take my wand. Anthony, stab it. Just gaslighting both of you. You know, it is a school. Do you, you know, have girlfriends in this? You know, boyfriends. <sighs> Are you asking me right now? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think you? Do you go, think there'll be relationships? You think it'll be game? like euphoria? Damn. Uh, euphoria high at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if there'll be relationships. I honestly don't know. I don't think. I. Don't I, I don't think there will be. But. Are you lonely, Anthony? What's going on? No, Why, where did that saying, come from? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just thinking. Like, I want this to be Ladies a rated of- R. <laughs> Hogwarts, but it's Harry Potter though. Ho- Harry Potter storyline. Like, like horny, I want to be Harry Potter is what you want. Yeah, because Harry Potter. Kids do now. Wasn't that in the... high school? They just <laughs> that was the porno. Yeah. 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 Ladies of, of the movie podcast, if you are looking to date, you date Anthony, uh, ladies of the night. S- no, no, ladies of the night. Ladies of the movie podcast. <laughs> we'll we'll meet you Anthony in Hogwarts message. Legacy later this year. Slide into his DMs. Uh, out this week, we have everything everywhere all at once, which you could hear a review for very soon. Uh, it's getting its US release, and it's also getting a limited release here in canada i believe this week uh, it's going to be playing everywhere on april 1st the lost city which we'll also have our review for out this week uh and the halo series which is premiering on the 24th 
And let's get into our review of the Halo series. This is coming on Paramount Plus on March 24th. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to our friends at Paramount Plus for sending us the show to, for review. We got to watch the first two episodes of the show. Uh, for myself, I am a huge Halo fan. I have not played Halo Infinite yet. I do not have an Xbox yet. So you may be listening to this review of Halo and being like, I don't care what this guy says. He doesn't own the newest Xbox. His opinion is not valid. And you know what? That that's may be stupid. true. No, that's stupid. That's, that's, <laughs> that's stupid. Not, not even true. That's that's, that's not accurate at all. But I do have a, a love of Halo, especially for the first four games of the series. I played the shit out of everything. Um, and it was it, this show has been a show that we've been, I think, waiting for for a long time because it's gone through so Years. many different iterations, different creators. Spielberg was announced to be you know the one kind of shepherding this back in 2013. And then we had movies that were planned before. Then now we're here. Uh, with the show. Uh, this show was uh, developed by Kyle Kellen and Stephen Kane, and it stars Pablo Schreiber as the Master Chief himself. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into So this is a bit of a different type of review for us. Let's get into our first reactions to the show and what your expectations were going into it. Shay, I'm going to get you to start us off. You know, we saw the first trailer, and... They felt like the marketing was also really slow for this show as well. Like they, they took a long time to kind of build it up. And when we finally got that trailer, I was like, oh, this looks kind of like sci-fi channel. Sci-fi channel for sure. You know, yeah. very mm-hmm. like just early 2000s kind of sci-fi. But let's let's give it a shot. I know that the lore of, of Halo can be very dense sometimes. So, so let's take a look and see what it is. And, you know, right away, the show starts off with this like epic battle sequence. But it's so muddled in poor cgi um weird lighting and just an overall set design that doesn't feel very alive it just feels kind of like a set and then the show continues to kind of move forward and you know i, I think pablo schreiber is a is a very good actor he's he's done some great things i've seen him i think he's in triple nine and um orange is the new black and he's great but as master chief i don't i don't see it i don't hear it um he looks like he's he sounds like he's trying to put on a very deep voice and it doesn't really like hit yeah he spends a lot of time with his mask off and he spends a good majority of the first two episodes without a helmet on which i mean dread is a character that you know carl urban played and that character was known for not taking off his helmet and he committed to that something that sylvester stallone didn't do right in the original. But, but also dread had the bottom half of his face showing did he not? Sure, he had his yeah, yeah he, had, he had like a cowl, like yeah, kind of, but, but still, like he still didn't take off his helmet. That right. was the thing. That was a commitment but to it. Master Chief, that's all we know about the character. He doesn't take off his helmet, and that like that's what creates that mystery. The show also then starts to move into the into the Mandalorian realm of hey, we have this super powerful character. Let's give him a weak <laughs> side character to partner to with, partner with, yeah. and run through the series. And it it just felt cheap. It didn't feel. It just felt like a, a regular sci-fi show with a Halo skin that they tried to pass off, and it it didn't. The first episodes really didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you, Shay. You know, as a big Halo fan, I think there was a lot of moments in the show that while I was watching, I'm like, "Hey, I recognize this," or "That's cool," and I, like seeing the weapons. I think Halo is known for having amazing weapons, yes. and seeing that was really cool, and seeing like the Covenant and and all those characters, but. Yeah, then you get to Master Chief, who does not have that commanding presence like Steve Downs does, the the voice of, of Master Chief in the games. Yeah. You have Pablo here, who's doing his voice. It's It feels like, like you were saying, Shay, it feels like he's trying to sound intimidating, um, and it doesn't really work. And then when you kind of remove his helmet, 
you remove that mystery to him. He just kind of looks like a normal just guy in a suit, yeah. right? And it's hard not to compare the show to Mandalorian because Mandalorian, what I think does so well is you feel the presence of Mando whenever, whatever scene he's in, right? You know that when he is looking at you, you almost see the emotion, even though he's wearing a helmet. You don't really get this in this show, you know, because they're relying on him taking off his helmet. And yes, for the story reasons, I get why they're doing that. But with Mando, you feel you feel like this is a super powerful being who's doing everything he can to save people where this kind of just falls into generic kind of sci-fi world. And yeah, you know, the halo world is, does have elements of that in the, in, in their stories where it just feels like, okay, we're, you know, we're these, you know, these Marines who are doing this thing and it kind of, the, the it's not really super established. There's lots of yeah. novels and stuff that you could read. If you're really big into the lore of halo, definitely there's a lot out there, but when you're going to a show, you kind of want something that's kicking you off right away. And you made a great point, Shay, that you said this kind of reminds you of like an, a 2000s um, sci-fi show. And it reminded me of that too, especially when you had moments where it goes into first person. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this this feels like we don't know how to make a game adaptation of this. So we have to show you something that you recognize. Like, I think like, was it Gamer? Was it, was it Gamer? Gamer did that and also um, oh, Doom. Doom. Doom, where it's like, oh, here's a first person moment where it's like, we're showing you that because that's what you know from the game. Um, but yeah, there's some definitely um, some rougher looking CG characters oh, in this, yeah. you know, and, and, like see, because Halo is such a like such a world and heavily reliable relying on CG. When you have CG, that's not good. It breaks. It stands movie, out for sure. The, wa- show. the weight of the characters feels different. It just it doesn't feel like they're a threat. You know and what it, I mean? And I have a lot of friends who worked on who were working on Halo and they were going through tons of like stress to get this the show out um and it just like you can see it you can see it in the cg that's just like yeah there's some good parts and then a lot of it is not so good right and again Um, we we know with when it comes to cg so much of it comes down to the timing of it the budget it's always like what they have time to do and what's kind of the time that's allotted to them right so that's what it feels like this feels like this this production was rushed out to get it out just so we can get viewers and they don't forget about it, you know? But I don't like, yeah. I'm on the same boat with you guys. Like, it just, it feels like something that a fan made. Yeah. You know? I think it's, I mentioned just, that. I'm like, it's like something yeah. you'd see on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is interesting too, because when we look at, um, you know, the, the creators behind the show, they, were, they also had that quote saying, we didn't look at the games, <laughs> we didn't look at those characters. They, they wanted to focus more on telling their own thing, That's which I get. That's red flag. But, but it's also like, we're in a weird place when it comes to video game adaptations where it's just like, just make something that's true to the source material. Yeah. You know, look, the games are, should be the first place you look at. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully they're taking those those uh, comments out of context from what we've seen from the Variety article, but it's definitely it's definitely strange. Um, let's get to our final recommendations for the Halo series. So the first episode's coming out this week yeah. on Paramount Plus, yeah. which is here in Canada yeah. as well. Uh, Shay, start us off. I think if you're an Xbox Games Pass Ultimate subscriber, you get... Uh, 30 days yeah 30 days of free paramount plus i, I thought well. you were making that up i'm like no i'm being serious <laughs> it sounded like it, it sounded like it sounded like a joke at first i yeah, know but, no, but it, it's true yeah no it's true it's silliness uh skip it there's, there's I, I can't i think if you if you want to watch halo watch yourself play the game right just open up twitch just open up twitch watch yeah. halo because there's there's no good storytelling not really good acting no one really feels memorable like it, i was forgetting it as i was watching it not you anthony how about yourself um if you're a halo fan this you know like it's hard to say 
skip it. I would I would want a Halo fan to watch it so they to can get, get their to get their thoughts and opinions to get on their it. thoughts and opinion on it because I think but they will Halo fans will watch it and, and that's a good thing. Right? Yeah. And if you are a Halo fan, I want you to watch. It. I don't know. It, I don't know if it's going to be available in Canada. It will be on Paramount Plus. Yeah. here in, in Canada. In Can- okay, yeah. perfect. So yeah, through Paramount Plus, watch it. Um, but this is not like if you're just oh this Halo show looks cool. I would probably skip it or maybe wait for the whole series to kind of come out and then watch it because the first two episodes don't grip you at all. Um, and for me, like as I'm not a huge Halo fan, but I know of the character and I know what he can do. The character of Halo, yes. Of, of, of Master <laughs> I'm Chief, kidding. Of, of I'm like kidding. the aliens and all that. And yeah. The lore, like I just, I just didn't find it interesting. And I think they just the creators went down a path that wasn't true to what we know of the video game it's funny because you know this show um you could say like oh like if you're not a halo fan then you're not going to like it well no because this is a television show this Mm -hmm. is uh, this is a different medium now just the same reason why like oh if you didn't like the movie because you didn't like the book no these are different mediums you cannot judge uh this show based on your love or hate of the video games, but you can judge it on if it's a good show or not. Mm-hmm. And what what made this a better show is I think maybe sticking more to what made the game so special. Uh, for myself, uh, like what Anthony said, if you're a Halo fan and you, like what Jay said, if you have Game Pass, see and give give watch it to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm recommending this to general audiences, I w- wouldn't recommend the show to general audiences like I would Mandalorian, where Mandalorian mm. crossed those boundaries of Star Wars. I guess I know it's still Star Wars, but it's a very different type of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that show was a phenomenon and it broke kind of barriers for the fan bases of people coming in to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't think Halo is going to do that. So for myself, uh, like I said, if you're a Halo fan, look into it. But if not, I don't think there's much here for you anyway. So I would say skip it. It's sorry, real quick. I just I just wanted to say that you know it's it's really interesting with the the words because I'm forgetting them now. What I was gonna say. Oh, okay, gotcha. So now, so now I you're just filling know. in space. So now I'm saying words talk, yeah. to really talk, and hopefully I'll get there. Uh, oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> so <laughs> see, it works. You know, works. I, I I get that. Like a lot of people say, you know, not every episode is gonna be a banger, for, right? For, for for a show like this, but when your first two episodes out of the gate are not gripping. That's not good. That's not yeah. a good sign. Like, you, Book of Boba Fett, first couple episodes, not strong. Granted, the ones about the Mandalorian were good, but still the overall show, not great. Right. But right. Book of Boba Fett also was coasting on success and that's of true. Mando. So we knew this character, even though this is his own show, this is more of a yeah. point five to the last season yeah. of Mando, right? Whereas Halo, it doesn't just doesn't have a good footing. Right. And right. I think... And I, one of the issues too with Halo, with the Halo characters, characters within Halo, um, it's just the Spartans themselves. Their armor isn't really unique looking in the in the show. So you have Master Chief there, who obviously you could point out like that's Master Chief, but everyone else just kind of looks like person in suit, right? Right, or a CG you know covenant that they're fighting. Right. So, well, I'm curious to see where the show's going to go. The show started like filming it, in 2019. If you were expecting it to be like a, you know, like something that's a slow start that like, for instance, Breaking Bad, the start is slow, but then like really got better as it went. This is not going to, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any faith in it being yeah. better than its first episode. We know like with, uh, if you're expecting something that's like the cinematics from Halo, where it's like the blur animated cinematics, like, you know, the animation studio blur, mm-hmm. um, this really isn't what <laughs> no. this show is going to be. But yeah. again, if you're a Halo fan, 
there might be something here for you or you may be even more offended by it so if you're if you're a huge halo fan please write into the show hello at the movie podcast.ca not halo at the movie podcast.ca that's true that's we don't have that one yet we don't have that one hello at the movie podcast.ca write in let us know what you think and as with everything there's lots of reviews to listen to here on the feed uh let's continue on with what we're watching shay i'm gonna get you to start us off yeah, um, I put on Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off because just love that movie. It was, uh, I think, it was a lazy Sunday after we were done recording, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna put on Ferris Bueller's Day Off." Love that movie. Um, I I haven't watched Wally since uh, theaters. Wow, that's like 14 years ago, man. Yeah. Uh, it, again, I liked it, but it's also it's a very different Pixar film. I don't know if people watch it all the time. Um, like it's one of those kind of films that right. comes on rotation, but I put it on and I had a great time with it. It, it was it was a, it was good to revisit. Um, w- great movie, I love it. We watched everything everywhere all at once. Our review is up for that Loved. this week. This week, review it will be up for that. Sorry, yeah. yeah. My spoiler timeline, alert. <laughs> my timeline is so messed up, yeah. but yes, great film. Loved it. Our review for Deep Water is up. Um, I watched Halo, obviously, like I mentioned, yep. uh, Wellington Paranormal, which is on Crave. Luckily, I really love. The Taika Waititi type of humor mm-hmm. that's in the show. Uh, we've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto Five because it just came out for next gen consoles. So we've been having a lot of fun uh, roaming the streets of Los Santos as the movie podcast. Yeah, and uh, handing out flyers for our show. We do. Yeah, yeah. right, right within the world of the game. Within we can the do game. that. Yeah, and uh, another little show. Yeah, we watched a couple episodes of that. We'll have a review up soon. Yeah. And that show is... We could say the name of the show. You can say the name of the show? Yeah. Can I say it? <gasps> Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. We'll have a review up March 29th. So that is next Tuesday. You can look forward to our thoughts on that. Uh, Anthony, what did you watch this week? Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you put an emoji. You put an emoji <laughs> into the dot. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm continuing my Studio Ghibli uh, watch. So I watched Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, watched X. Started Killing Eve Season 3 which is on Crave, Deep Water, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which there'll be a review for um, soon. Welcome to Earth, which Daniel kind of told me to watch, and I took his advice, and I started watching it. I like the show. What I, I don't hate Daniel. I know. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> like it's, I don't want to like the things he I, does. I love like nature stuff and just like things that have never been seen before. Yeah, I this think is the Will Smith show. It's a Will Smith show. I think it's too short i wish it was a little bit longer i also don't like the when because you focus on will smith and then at times they'll uh, they'll go to another person in another country i'm not a big fan of that i wish they just focused on one topic or one idea or, right or just focus on will smith because i think he's such a great like charismatic doctor. lead and everything yeah yeah so i wish he was part of all these things but i understand the story that they were t- telling right they're, they're telling about how it's like this this overall story that relates to they're the related one to thing this that yeah will smith is doing but visually it's fantastic like probably some of the best nature content you can watch it's pretty cool right there's like a sequence where this guy is going up a cliff and there's like these bees and um they have like this radar that's invisible but like when you put your hand very close to them they all like they shudder sh- shudder like yeah. in unison like almost like a defense mechanism right yeah like like crazy and these bees are huge they're huge honeybees yeah but like they're off this off this cliff in nepal or some somewhere and it's just fantastic to see yeah. it looks like they're all doing the wave 
like but like yeah. how do you know how to like be so accurate you know it's crazy it's nature nature is wild man nature so is wild now i'm on like a shark episode i haven't finished it but um liking that watched halo you know my review for it and i've also played grand theft auto 5 uh for myself uh watch spider-man no way home because it was released at home to watch this week but clearly it's still killing it at the box office watched it in theaters that's your fault we, sh- we should have we should have <laughs> just gone to watch there um everything everywhere all at once we will have a review up this week deep water we have a review out uh moon knight we will have our review out halo we just spoke about and like uh shay and anthony mentioned been having a great time with grand theft auto 5 revisiting that story and then of course playing online with you fine gentlemen has been a lot it, of fun it's amazing i haven't gone back to that game since i think was it 2015 2015 when yeah. i was looking at it um it was still newish then yeah and yeah it's so amazing to watch it on a like play it on a ps5 to 60 frames per second and play with you guys which is fun and like you're telling me all the things that you could do you showed me the freaking the fast and the furious flipper car like, oh the, the, the ramp the, buggy the, the, yeah. oh my gosh it's, it's so much we fun. We don't show you more of our stuff. We haven't even shown you the icebergs that we have yet. Yeah, like we icebergs? have... <laughs> Not really icebergs. <laughs> the, yachts. the yachts? Yeah, yeah for the yacht, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I have like this one car and yeah, I you have... You like a Ford Miata, I think, too. No, man. It's a Shelby, like it's like a yeah, GT Cobra. Cobra, but it's like a Le Mans version. It's like sticker. Yeah. I, paid, I, I spent all my money on that car. Nice. Nice. Do you regret it? I wish it was faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have money to soup it up now. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into our topic of the show. We are doing our Oscar predictions. Uh, this is our yearly tradition now that we've been doing as the Oscars I'm are not, happening. I'm not confident in this year's predictions. I won last year. Did you win last year? Did you win yeah. last year? I thought I won. No, I won. I still have maybe been. Anthony won. I think you won the year before and you, I won 2019. The, I don't think you won yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we, I think, I think I won 2019. No, I think I did. And then you won 2020, the year, was, and then Anthony won 2021. Yeah, so we I think all we, have I think, I think we all have championships. We all have rings. Now. Yeah, this year I don't. I have. I, I playing, don't care if I win. Guys, or lose I'm this playing year. to lose this year. Yeah, I'm it playing like to it. lose. Here's the thing: Are we playing? Are we basing it <laughs> okay. off our or mind versus heart, Anthony? Who do you want to win, or who do you think is going to win? That is what you need to decide. Yeah. Are no. you playing your heart? Are you playing your mind? Are you playing with your balls? I don't want to play with my balls. You need. Are you playing to win, or are you playing to have a good time? Whoa. Well, There's what are we balls winning? Again. Are we See? winning anything? I don't know. No, we don't win anything. We just win. We win an Oscar. <laughs> it's glory, right? It's glory. It's all for group. glory. Glory. Glory within yeah. the group. Do you want to win, or do you want to have a good time? You have to. Maybe choose. Maybe I'll get some movie merchandise, movie podcast merchandise. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe we're wearing some right now. Who knows? I, Maybe. Maybe. I, I get a free T-shirt. You get a free mug <laughs> that I paid for. Spelt spelt wrong. <laughs> So what we're going to do here, we'll go through the different categories. Uh, let's leave Best Picture, obviously, for the end. But we'll work our way across the top here, and we'll go down. So we'll go start with actor in a leading role. We're going to start with the leading role right away. Um, we have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, or Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth. See, for me right now, it's kind of like Garfield, Smith, or Cumberbatch. Do we have a do we so what's your heart telling you? What's your mind telling you? My heart is saying Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Got you. But my mind is saying Will Smith, because he won was it the BAFTA? He won the BAFTA. He's won pretty much everything. He's won a lot, yeah. Yeah. For myself, I wouldn't be upset if it went to to Andrew Garfield. I would love because I love Andrew Garfield. Yeah. 
But I think this is the year Will Smith will win his Oscar. I think so, too. I think so, too. I'm going with uh, Will Smith, too. Uh, I added Will, Will Smith, Smith the second. Will Smith. <laughs> Jaden's on here. <laughs> um, let's go to actor in a supporting role. We have uh, sorry, Claren Hines from Belfast, Troy Kutzer for Coda, uh, Jesse Plemons Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Schmidt McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Uh, for me, this is all Coda all the way. Yeah, this is this is Troy Kutzer's year. Uh, he's been doing great so far in terms of. Is other nominations. So, yeah, I'm going to Troy. Anthony, how about yourself? I'm also with Troy. I've, he's pretty much won all his awards, so I'm basing it off of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, fair. you know. Like, and also, I feel like my heart and my mind are saying like, I don't, it's I don't, Troy. My heart and my mind don't go to any of these. Oh, I'm so sorry. Who, my who my heart doesn't go to any of these. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weak That's year. That's so mean. I, I, great, I like, I like uh, Troy. He, he was fantastic. I just... Again, like I don't remember his performance. Like it just I'm surprised again, I love JK Simmons. I'm surprised he's on this list. Yeah. Cuz his performance wasn't really anything. It was JK Simmons. And, and I think Cody Smith if he's actually nominated for uh, X-Men uh, as Oh, like, uh, okay. Nightcrawler. Interesting. <laughs> he was Nightcrawler? Yeah. He was Nightcrawler, yeah. In the it was it uh, Apocalypse? Apocalypse and uh Dark Phoenix. And uh, kind of looks like, like, like kind of looks Nightcrawlerish. Yeah. Uh, actress in a leading role, we have Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart Spencer. Now, if you were to ask me this in <sighs> September, Kristen Stewart easily. Easily. But now I'm but not she's so been sure. getting a lot of uh, you know disregard for her performance. Which is wild to me. Which is wild. I think her performance out of all these right now is the best. Um, but I haven't been keeping up. Like who has been winning so far? Has it been Olivia Coleman? Has it been Penelope Cruz? I've been seeing Jessica Chastain a couple times too. You've been seeing Jessica. What have you seen? Uh, I think Jessica Chastain won Jessica the Jessica Chastain. I've seen Jessica Chastain the most, but then again, I don't. I know Kristen Stewart won one, right? So now this is again classic situation: head versus heart. Who do you want to win? I want Kristen to I'm win. I'm going to put Kristen down because I want her to win, and if I lose this category, I'm okay with that. Okay, Anthony, what are you doing? I'm going to go with Jessica Chastain. <sighs> I'm going to choose you know the popular vote and go with her performance even though like there's i loved Kristen stewart yeah. as princess diana but i just feel like they're gonna they're gonna disagree some tides are some, turning right now i don't yeah. know what why i don't know if it's because there's some sort of conspiracy against her but there's just there's things that have kind of like put in motion that i don't expect her to win no i i and i agree i don't expect her to win either i'm expecting jessica chastain to win but in this one it would make me really happy if kristen stewart did win that's why so i'm i'm, I'm gonna okay roll the it. dice on kristen on this one even though i have a feeling it's going to be jessica chastain yeah, so i think we're, we're, the, we're the same boat here i think anthony's going to get I, this I, one. I might lose you never know well, you could your boat could sink like, with the oscars it's i know sometimes it's a shoe in but like a lot of times it could be like Moonlight, where it's just, we didn't expect it. We that. didn't expect it. Actress in a supporting role, we have uh, Jesse. Is that Jesse? Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Buckley. Buckley. Sorry, I just couldn't see the if that was an I or an L. Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Judy Dench for Belfast. Kristen Dunst for The Power of the Dog. And Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. For me, Ariana, Ariana DeBose. DeBose yeah. All the she's way, been, baby. She's been, she's yep. been killing it as well. Um, but this is also a category where I can totally see Kristen Dunst getting an award as yeah. well. I can totally see it, but, see it. but I think Ariana's kind of got this one. Anthony, same thing? Yeah, Ariana. 
Animated feature film. This is an interesting one this year. Oh, man. We have Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm giving it to Mitchells vs. the Machines here. I think this movie deserves it wholeheartedly. Um, I love Flea, obviously. We know we loved Encanto, Luca, Raya and the Last Dragon, but um, The Mitchells vs. the Machines was, was an absolute delight, and I think it was on so many people's top ten of last year. Is Encanto spelled wrong on this? Nope. Encanto. E-N-C-A-N-T-O? Yeah. Oh, I think it's just because it bleeds together so oh, okay. close on mine. So it looks like it says an O. An O. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the font on this uh, ballot here is a little little tiny. But yeah, I think... Uh, so you're, you're going Mitchells versus Machines? I'm give it to Mitchells. Uh, this one is uh, it's hard for me. It's like Mitchells versus the Machines, Luca, or Flea. And I think Flea, of all the animated films I watch, was probably the most powerful one that really but it's also nominated for international feature films so do remember that i know it's and also documentary feature yeah it could win all three it could win all three you know this is usually the disney category but we also have the mitchells versus machines which i think has been getting a lot of love and a lot of love because it's coming off the spider-verse team as well too you know which one best picture best animated picture we interviewed the director mike rianda mike rianda and i think you know, I'm going to pay respect to that and that that episode, and I will probably vote for the Mitchells. I will vote for. He the- also he also did tell us like, hey guys, I already won the Oscar. But yeah, just don't I, tell anyone. I do want Luca to win yet. though. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no one know? watched Luca. Okay, everyone watched Luca. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, more people watch Luca kidding. than Mitchells. Hell no, that's not a hundred percent. No, Luca was the, the talk of the summer. Everyone was. <laughs> Fucking it was the summer of Luca, man. I don't remember. I don't remember. Mitchell's in the machine was not the, the talk of any. It that was Luca. That was last year, or last Mitchell April. Machine is still in the conversation. Sure, man. Uh, but here's the thing, though. If it's not, who do you think is going to win? So if it's not Mitchell's, I think it's going to go to Encanto. Yes. If I if if I were to pick a second one, it would be Encanto. Encanto was so boring. But, uh, I wa- I watched Encanto recently. It, it was yeah, cute. Yeah, but it's like it was no. okay. Boring. Yeah, it wasn't like it didn't. You know, it made me go, "Wow, this is the next Disney." You're like, "Oh, that was that was that was." Yeah, good. but it's probably one of the most popular Disney films since Frozen. Yeah, when you think about it, has it really? Yeah, dude, the soundtrack has. No, there hasn't been a soundtrack that has gone number one. Even Frozen didn't go number one. Encanto went number one, which is crazy, crazy to think that. Encanto is super popular, so I wouldn't be surprised if Encanto wins Best Picture. But I'm but I'm putting but my I'm, vote in. I, for I'm really Mitchell's. hoping for Mitchell's versus Machines. It deserves it. Cinematography. Um, I guess they didn't want to put the names on this. Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Um, I'm going to go with Greg Frazier, I think, for Dune. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's either Dune or Power of the Dog. Or West Side Story. But I... Or The Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> or Nightmare Alley. Wait or, a minute. <laughs> that's all. That, that's not, I, Here's the thing. In this category, I wouldn't be surprised if it went to any one of these. Yeah. But I think Dune was what we looked at last year and, and we were like, holy shit. That looks bueno. Yeah. Costume design. Would you, would you like me to? Yeah, I would love for you to read that. We have Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. I'm going to go with Cruella on this one. Me too. Um, I think it had phenomenal costume design yeah. um it's also really the only thing it's kind of nominated for in the in the oscars and i think it's it, it deserves uh nominations it's that wild card for me it in is. the sense of like with the suicide squad one for best makeup where it's just like oh because it's something just so 
distinctly different. And I think Cruella, we said last year, this hopefully will win best costume design because they went crazy on this and, oh, yeah. Looks, yeah. and it looked awesome. That was like the point of the film, right? Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Siriano, period piece. I get it. Uh, Dune, uh, not to take anything away from them, but yeah, it's very sci-fi looking, which is cool. Nightmare Alley, yes. Again, people in the world will be like, yes, this visually beautiful movie, but uh, yeah, West Side Story is the only other one that I would maybe consider. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to go with Cruella. Yeah. Directing. Anthony, do you want to read that one out? Yeah, we have uh, Kenneth Branagh in Belfast. Rusuke Hamaguchi, Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson, Ligrish Pizza. Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. <sighs> this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Because, again, we go back to that comment that we were talking about before where uh, does the Academy look at Jane Campion now and give her the finger or do they still just kind of go in and say, oh, yeah, Jane, you totally deserve it. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jane. You're going with Jane? Yeah. I want to go with Kenneth. That's Kenneth who I was leaning towards as well. I would love to go Paul, Paul Thomas, but... But we know he's not going to get it no. because for some reason people hated that film, I think, I th- or something. I don't know. You either love it or you hate it. I think yeah. you know? of all the people in this group... Like it's just it's just pointing at Jane. I know because it's all men. I know it's not like a combination of women and men. Yeah. So it's like Blow if she doesn't women. win, it's like it, it's a fuck you to women directing. Yeah, that's how I look at it. Um, I mean, yeah, because last year we had Chloe Zhao won Best Director and Best yeah. Picture. Um, Jane Campion, and I think we've we made our thoughts known about you know what we thought of her today in the sense of what her comments. Um. And we weren't really big fans of the Power of the Dog, like, no. really. You know, we're spread. Say it loudly. Yeah, I I didn't like the Power of the Dog. Say it loudly. I don't like dogs. No. Did <laughs> you just hear a bunch of dogs? <laughs> Cujo what? breaks in the door. Um, I I I know this is weird, but I also wouldn't be surprised if people chose Steven Spielberg. Like, really? I, I could actually see that happening because the love that West Side Story yeah. is getting. People are like, holy shit! It just Steven seems it just seems too obvious a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I get it. I'm I. I I'm going Kenneth. I'm going Kenneth. I'm going to go Kenneth as well. But uh, did you watch as- Belfast? No, but I still know that he's a fantastic director. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No. I. You guys should watch it before the Oscars. I, That's I, really. I, I'm good. not saying watch. anything about like yeah. him being. A f- I just want to know if you watched Belfast. No, I haven't watched the game. I got to watch that and drive my car still. Yeah. Drive my car. Yes. Baby, you can. Uh, drive Shay, my do you want to read out documentary? Yes, so we have Ascension. We this is a documentary feature as well. Yeah, uh, Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, or when the revolution cannot be televised. That's it. Uh, and writing with fire. Uh, I'm between Flea and Summer of Soul on Me this one as well. I'm gonna. I'm going with Flea. I'm going with Flea. Flea, like I, I didn't watch Summer of Soul. Uh, Soul. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people liked it, but Sundance I think, we watched it. Right, yeah, we watched it Sundance. Yeah. Did, oh, did you guys watch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it. Um, but Flea, again, was very impactful. Like it's I remember, still on my mind. It. it's yeah. still on my mind, and it was such a a well told story. Like, yeah, I don't like that. Should win Best Picture. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, are you are you going for Flea then in this category? I, went I am for going for Flea in this I'm one. Going for Flea, and I know that it's also an international feature film. But I think if any movie is taking international feature film, it might be Drive My Car. But we'll get to that. Yeah. I chose Summer of Soul okay. for a documentary feature. Uh, documentary short subjects things that n- there's nothing in this category that we've watched full disclosure so uh, we are just going to be we're judging always, it this based one we're always based off of 
the how name? the announcer says yeah. the name. How we say it? Uh, you, the you, queen you, of basketball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the winner is Audible. Lead me home. So are we going to read it? The queen of basketball. Yeah, we, we should. Oh. Yeah, oh, Chase reading the mana. Three songs for Benazir. When we were bullies. I feel like when we were two, bullies. The last two really like when we were bullies kind of sounds like something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for or even when like we were three songs for Benazir. You know? Yeah, it does. Can you can you say the queens the the queens of basketball again? The queen of basketball. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the sound. So you, you went. You went. I went when, when we, we were bullies. bullies. Are you going Queen of Basketball? Because and then the I'll Oscar do, goes to. I'll do the Queen when we were bullies. Okay, so I'll do three songs for Benazir. We'll see. Uh, film editing. We have Don't Look Up. That's like free parking, really. That's that. that yeah, <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> sure. Uh, we have film editing. We have Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick Tick Boom. Ooh. I don't know. Uh, Daniel, I know you said that Tick Tick Boom was really well edited. Yeah. You made a point. I, I liked it. Yeah. You, uh, you watched I it watched too? it as well, yeah. yeah. You made a point that it was like... It was like, very really well, well edited. Yeah, because yeah, it's like jumping back and forth. It was well shot. It was well, well shot, edited. yeah. The Power of the Dog really had some interesting editing sequences too, especially the, the banjo sequence, which is just added to this the... This is uh, where I can see Power Dog also getting like yeah. some obscure awards you know like oh okay sure yeah it's oh, film editing you yeah. walked, uh, walked away with that dune one was good but like dune just felt it wasn't like energetic energy uh, editing it was just very grand it was grand it was grand but yeah. i felt like they they didn't have to take risks in the type of edit they were no you know because they also were telling a story maybe that they do and maybe they, they just didn't get it and they but they also were telling a story that we knew they were they knew they were going to get a part two right. so this movie kind of also that's more of a story thing I get, but like also things are kind of left open for yeah. the future, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Tick, Tick, Boom just because I think visually that movie did a lot with its cuts and it was very deliberate feeling. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Tick, Tick, Boom. God, my heart wants to say Tick, Tick, Boom, but my brain's like, Power of the Dog. I think it's Power of the Dog. Okay, I gonna, think it's going to be Power of the I'm Dog. I'm going to give the little asterisk to Tick, Tick, Boom as like, a, oh yeah, that you know, but it's going to Power of the Dog, I think. I'm also Power of the Dog. International feature film, Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, uh, Lunata. L- Lunata, A Yak in the Classroom, and The Worst Person in the World. I you think. Know, go ahead. I think Drive My Car is the shoe in for this yep. category. I know Flea, like for me, was the one, the only yeah. movie I actually watched internationally out of this. I hopefully I can watch Drive My Car soon. Um, but like just hearing the praises and people talking about it, I think this is pretty much a shoe in. For sure, it. I think I think this can, one can also go to the worst person in the world because it could be that random. Sorry, like, who's on it? Who, who the worst is it? you, I think. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> the worst person in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is Jane Campion, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> um, I you know I could I it could go there too I, I like the oh that one too but I think you're right I think drive my car because that's what I was saying before too uh, and then yeah Anthony who did you choose I you chose want, drive, you my drive my drive my car I went to drive my car as well too yeah. I'm gonna put a little asterisk on the hand of God for some reason because I have a feeling that that one might creep I'm up putting again. mine on worst person in the world your asterisk yeah <laughs> uh, makeup and hairstyling coming to America done by Mike Marino friend of the show who's on recently uh, Cruella. Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Uh, I'm going Mike Marino all the way on this one, coming to America. Me too. Like, out of all the, the you know, makeup and hairstyling we saw, I think coming to America is 
it's like unreal it's unreal like it's, they the guy made like seven six eight hundred million different, different people costs. yeah like, didn't even make them look like the people that they were um eyes of tammy faye makeup was good yeah house of gucci i don't like i get jared leto jared leto uh cruella and and then dune which was the 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 dude i don't know stellan skarsgård yeah the yeah that guy swampy man i want i want to give it to coming to america i just don't think the academy respects it for some reason it's possible but also you know like he's i'm also thinking of the sense of the suicide squad one and that movie was hated for for makeup and hairstyling remember you bring up a good point i'm gonna give it to coming to america A little asterisk beside Dune, which was yeah. and Cruella were my. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna a little asterisk on Tammy Faye for mine. Not that we get points for the asterisk, no, no, but no. but it's, like it's a, just more it's mm. more like yeah we thought about it. Yeah, mm. uh, you want to coming to America as well? Coming to America, yeah. I have to pay like we had the guy on our show. Like, we did. We have to respect him. Uh, sure. Anthony, do you want to read music original score? <laughs> yes, music original score. We have Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. For this one, it's gonna be Dune. I think Dune Dune score is Dune score was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's weird that Encanto is nominated for original score, but the movie's a musical, and the song "Don't Talk About Bruno" yeah was not nominated. They didn't submit it. They didn't expect it to be that big. And and Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda wanted to, f- to send the song that felt captured the movie more. Yeah, because we don't talk about Bruno was very uh, it it wasn't like the kind of like the main song in the movie, even though yeah. we. It's a song that everybody sings. Yeah. It wasn't like the, the heart of the movie, yeah. right? right I'm going to give Dune. Uh, yeah, I was going to Dune as well because I also don't really remember the music of Encanto. Uh, like in terms of... The score. The score. Yeah. Um, don't Look Up, not at all. No. Uh, and, uh, power, the Power of the Dog, no. Parallel Mothers, I have not watched yet. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Dune. Yeah. Anthony, you went with Dune as well? That is correct. And thank D-U-N-E. you very much. Uh, would you like to do a music original song as well for us, Anthony? Yes. So, for music, original song, we have Be Alive, King Richard, Dos Oguretas, hopefully I, I pronounced that right, in Canto, uh, Down to Joy, Belfast, No Time to Die, No Time to Die, <laughs> Somehow You Do, Four Good Days. So, my heart right now is telling me to vote for Encanto, only because people are going to be like, Oh, that's is that the name of the song from Encanto? That <laughs> was gonna yeah. that, but also no time to die. But also, be alive was Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. but she was nominated for an Oscar for uh, this Lion King song too, right? Sure. Yeah. You think I don't? I didn't like the King Richard song. Beyonce's year? No, it's not Beyonce's year, eh? She never Could wins, be. eh? Poor girl. Yeah, she's she's so not successful. <laughs> I feel like Bond songs usually have a good track record. Yeah, but that Bond song is so boring. I agree with you, one hundred percent. I don't even know who to vote for. I remember I said that, uh, was it last year? That I was like, is it a Bond songs usually win? And you're like, no, they don't. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. They don't. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Yeah. The, recently, they've had a good average. They've had a good. I'm, I'm going to go No Time to Die. I'm going to go with Beyonce Be Alive. I'm going to go with Encanto. So we got three different votes here. That's good. Yeah. Uh, production design. Shay, do you want to read those out? I do. Dune. Nightmare Alley. The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. West Side! I'm going to give it to West Side Story. It had really good production design. I'm going to give it to Dune. They, you know, the set design and everything that encompassed that movie was, like, on a scale... Yeah? Never seen before. Oh, okay. 
My I I want to say West Side, but I'm going to go with the tragedy of Macbeth. All right. So we got another one where we're all in different areas here. Yeah. Uh, short film animated. I'll go for this one. Uh, Affairs of the Arts, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, and the Windshield Wiper. We got to read them out like they're they're winning the award. And the nominees are Affairs of the Arts, Bestia, Box Ballet, Robin Robin, Mm-mm. and the Windshield Wiper. Mm. I'm gonna go with Bestia. And the award. The Oscar goes <sighs> Affairs to... Affairs of the Art sounds good, too. You know, like, oh, Affairs of the Art. Like, wow. I'm going to go with Robin Robin. Oh, really? A double name, eh? The award goes to Robin Robin. Robin, too. Robin Robin. Tweet, 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 tweet. Not the song that's the not <laughs> That's not That's not the one. Uh, so, I went Robin Robin. You went... I went Affairs of the Art. And did you go Box Ballet? Bestia. Bestia, yeah. Bestia. Short film live action, uh, Ala Kachu, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold. Long Goodbye sounds pretty cool. The Long Goodbye does sound, sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that you're going for? <laughs> I'm going to go with On My Mind. Uh, long Goodbye. Uh, I'm gonna, you should go with Please Hold. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna, watch, you're going to say that and then that's going to win. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with The Dress. Interesting. Again, we're just making these up at this point, but yeah. sound, sound. Let's do it. Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I'm between Dune and No Time to Die in this one. I'm between Dune and West Side Story because it's a musical. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dune. I'm gonna go with No Time to Die. I'm gonna go with should, should I go with West Side Story, even though I wanted to go with Dune. You go with who you, you want to go yeah, with, man. man. What is this? You choose who you want. All right, Dune. Good job. Good job. You went Dune? I went Dune, too. Yeah, I think I think we'll go Dune, but I would also not be surprised if it's No Time to Die. Uh, visual effects, Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man, No, no Way, Way Home. Oh. Uh, Dune for me on this one. Yeah, same. Yep, me too. Uh, writing, adapted screenplay. Anthony, do you mind reading these out for us? Yes, I'm just finish checking off writing we got coda drive my car dune the lost daughter and the power of the dog this is for adapted screenplay hmm i'm gonna go with the power of the dog yeah me too hmm dune was a great adapted screenplay the lost daughter could also be a big but, one. See, Dune it, was it adapted? Was it good because it, they never finished the story? It's also so true. How can you win for? Something I want to say finished? Coda. I think I'm going to go with Coda, mm. but I would not be surprised if it's the Power of the Dog, which I'm most likely thinking it's going to be. But I'm I'm going with what I want in this one. I want it to be Coda. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Writing original screenplay, we have Belfast. Don't look up. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world. I think in Belfast here. You're going for Belfast. I'm going for Licorice Pizza. I'm going for Licorice Pizza as well. I just, I don't know, man. The Academy right now, like they love PTA, but that but movie, but it's been winning. You know, it's been winning. Has it been winning this award. It's been winning the uh, original 
Okay, Screenplay, but is that is that what you is that what your heart? Because your heart went Belfast. You no, put a little my tick mind on Belfast? went Belfast. My heart is licorice pizza. Okay. Now the big award of the nights, Coda. Best picture. The nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog. And West Side Story. Who is winning that best picture of 2022? I'm giving it to Coda. Anthony, hold on. Before actually we get to Anthony, what is your mind? What's your mind behind that? My well, it's 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 doing really well in terms of this award as well. Um, but it also could be the same story that happens to a lot of films where they win in every other awards show, and then the Oscars come and they're like blindsiding you. Um, but yeah, Coda is where my heart goes. I think I, I want this movie to win. I think it's a beautiful film. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal. I feel like it's too obvious for the power of the dog. And I think with Jane Campion's remarks as well, like, fuck it. Anthony, how about yourself? I'm going to go with West Side Story. Wow. I think if I like it though. Yeah. I think in the grand scheme of, of a movie yeah. best picture, yeah. it feels like West Side Story would win it. It would beat. The only other person I can think of winning is is Power of the Dog. Like I I love Coda, but I, I just I don't know if it's there yet. Like in terms of the grand scale best picture. Sure. But also but when we look at best pictures and I'm not arguing with your statement at all. Yeah. We've also seen a lot of like smaller films win a best 100%. picture like Nomadland and Moonlight and Green Book. Green Book where it's like they're not these Shape of Water. You know, like they're not these grand films, but I would listen if if West Side Story won best picture I'd be so happy to and see it's that. It's the category that I'm going to take the most risk on because I haven't really t- taken the risk on a lot of them. So I think I'm going to shoot my bullet in the air and <laughs> <laughs> hold on. It's like, sorry, is what? that the expression? Are you <laughs> starting a race? Like, what's going on? <laughs> is that the expression? But the listen, th- as, as we said at the top of this, are we playing to win or are we playing to have a good time? And I want I us to have a good time. I have a good time. You know? Because I'll be honest, this is the year of the Oscars that I have. I care about least. The least investment. West yeah. Side Story. Like, I can see it. And Best Picture goes to West Side and Story. And we're like, oh my God. And Steven Spielberg. And I'd like, be like, oh, that's cool. That, that <laughs> I love West Side Story. <laughs> because that's, that story is like, it talks about diversity. It's musical. People love it. Like, it's what it's Steven Spielberg. It's just yeah. it's no, a it love a story. It's like a lot movie. of things. It's like the grand scheme of of a steven spielberg film like we haven't seen one of these in so long uh-huh. and he did a really good job with it yeah like i i i just I wish i just went winning i just i know it's getting it's getting a lot of love now which is the time and that's the thing you want the movies to be getting a lot of love now around the time of their their oscar kind of resurgence right because the west side story came out in december theaters weren't really in a great spot then people were kind of waiting for spider-man but now west side story is in a really good spot uh, for myself, I also voted Coda because I have this weird feeling with it winning, you know, the Producers Guild of America Awards and a bunch of other awards as well, too. Critics' Choice won as well, right? I think so. Um, I could see it. Belfast was an early front runner, um, as was, you know, Power of the Dog as well. But I, I have a feeling that Oscar voters are going to want something that feels like, I'm hoping, feels <laughs> something that is modern and is a proper representation of the year of the film that won. Yeah. Power of the Dog, maybe 200 years ago, would have fit that bill. 100%. Uh, Coda feels like a 2021, 2022 film that represents where film is 
and can be in the stories that we're telling in terms of accessibility and diversity and telling the story. So I'm going for Coda, but again, it's the Oscars. I expect disappointment every single year. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where I'm at. How do you guys feel about our predictions this year? I feel okay about them. I feel like, again, this is the year that if I were to get zero out of 23 here, I would be like, that's fine. Any surprises in your choices of nominees? No. No. Except my best picture. I, I took the biggest risk on that. I, I think I took the biggest risk in not choosing the power of the dog for anything. And it's up for like 11 awards. So mm. we'll oh, see. Yeah, like a lot of times films that are nominated the most don't always win. And like, I yeah. think the last American movie, hustle too did that. Right. When was it? O, o for 10. Yeah. Like I think Lord of the Rings, the return of the King. It's the only one I remember that was nominated for Sorrel and won it all. And won it all. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's our Oscar nominations for 2022. I'm so excited to see where we are next year. Cause I think already this year we've had some incredible films come out. So I'm really interested to see what the Oscars are going to look like next year and what we're going to see as the best picture and be like, Oh yeah, clearly that is the front runner to win this. Cause no. this year there doesn't really feel like one. No, but we'll see. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the movie podcast. As always, you could catch a brand new episode of our show every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Subscribe to us on YouTube um, at The Movie Podcast as well. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also join our Discord and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. Thank you.